Hello and welcome back to another episode of Kick It Into It with Nana and Esther. Hello. Okay. Then. You like you like that note at the end. <laughs> That's specifically for you. I'm serenading. Oh, you. I thank you. I haven't had many presents in a long time from anyone. Really. No problem. Thank How you doing today, Esther? Yeah. I'm alright. I did some yoga. Yoga? Yes. Okay. For one minute. How's the stretches going? I did it for one minute and then <laughs> I sat down. Because one I, minute? I mean, that's progress. It was paining so me. On. It was paining me in, in places it shouldn't be paining me. So I just had to take oh. a break. It was just too much. Oh. But mm. in three to six months, I'll be able mm. to do splits. Just jump into it. Boom. Splits. Yeah, well, just I don't like know about jump. That's a lot of momentum <laughs> coming down. Just go and then boom I break, into the splits. What if I break something that I shouldn't break? Ah, if you, I jump, you pray that you don't break something. But I would. My vision of myself in the future is I'm walking down the street and mm. I just do splits. And I get up on wow. the and press And the, then you just keep walking. Yeah. In the middle of the street, just like yeah. that. And then it's marvel at the fact that, oh my god, a person that can do the splits. Wow, wow. I wish I could be like her and do the splits too. That's all. That's a, a a beautiful goal. It's a simple dream. <laughs> simple dream. It's achievable. Mm. I mean yeah. How's your day been? Productive? Well, I spent it with you. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking? I spent it with you. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. You How's know, your you day spend, been? When you're spending oh. with someone as special as me. Well, I don't know, know if uh, the audience deserves to know is. how special I am. <laughs> I don't know if you want to mention this, but I remember, oh. I know you, the, the start of the morning was was a struggle. <laughs> It was a bit. What's something? Ah. Hey, 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 hey! You don't need to know. You didn't. You didn't know you're going to make it. They. <laughs> but we made it by grace. By the grace of God, but I didn't need to know. It. <laughs> but um, I watched. I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy. I was watching it yesterday. I was watching the second one, and I feel like they are honestly my favorite in the MCU. They are so hilarious. Like Groot is my favorite. He's just so cute. And adorable. Even when he was an adult, yeah, he was so sweet. So I just been watching that, um, and spending it with with this this girl that I know. You may know her, you may not know her. You know. Well, I just want to say who I like. I like Captain America. You know, for we all like reasons. Captain America <laughs> for for the reasons that no, no, not just for those reasons. Of course, he's a beautiful man, but he's just he's a boss. Like. When he walks yeah. in, um, his presence is just felt, and he's just such a captain. <laughs> he's such, he's a he's leader. Such a captain, Everyone honestly. takes his his charge. He's like, oh, captain, what are we going to do? He's like, we're going to do this. I'm like, okay, captain. Obviously, it goes about saying it goes about saying that <laughs> it goes about saying that Black Panther is, um, of course, one of my other favorites in MCU. Um, but yeah, I just I think the guardians are so funny. Like there's been so many moments I've just been laughing to myself. But yeah, so in today's episode, we have another movie review. We did Why Did I Get Married? 
No, yeah. Why did I get married? Not the second one. The first one. A Tyler Perry movie. And so the film is basically about... This um, came out in 2007. Yeah. Yeah. So the film is about the first four one. couples. Yeah, four married couples who um, every... I think every year, they said, every year they go onto a tree every, anywhere in the world and they, you know, do activities, courses and stuff like that to dis- rediscover why they got married to each other. Um, and the the person who's kind of like the head of it all in terms of like the book, like Patricia, her character, um, she's written a book about why did I get married? And so she comes up with all these courses and stuff that her friends do. So in this episode, we're going to break down two of the relationships. We're going to break down Patricia and Gavin, and we're also going to break down Angela and Marcus. So, you know, make sure you guys go watch it. It's on Netflix. You know, they might take it off soon. But yeah. So let's get into it. Ready? So what I was going to say Patrice- before, something I noticed uh, about just the the whole couple as a whole is that they're very elitist when it comes to marriage. You know, like... I Which think couple? All of them, in a way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it just... Just thinking about the side characters that have come in, that have been single, you know, the women, like all the women that were single were whores. <laughs> you know, all of them. I mean, sure, <laughs> sure, they were kind of ho-ish, but I don't know. I think mm. it kind of reflected to me, you know, I guess the black black women's view of marriage in the black community and how marriage is this prize. I don't know. I think, you know, Mm-hmm. I'll probably bring this up again later on, you know, when I see, well, when I remember, you know, more connections to it. But I just want to say that about what I see mm-hmm. about the couples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, just to add, um, obviously, this is a Tyler Perry movie, and I'm not a big fan of his movies anyway, um, because I feel like they're they're they present black the black community in such a negative light and i've seen a lot of his movies and it's the same trope over and over again and i i really don't like how he represents black women in particular um and it shows a lack of growth as a director because the same stuff that he was doing in 2007 he's still doing now like that horrible film that me and i still watch i think we've mentioned before isn't called um no no regrets whatever the one with tiffany haddish namari hardwick um, his oh, most it was like anarchy film. or something. Was it anarchy? I don't know. Not an- well, anarchy. Anarchy is another film. Yeah. Tiffany Haddish. Oh, oh. That film. Yeah, you remember that film? I don't remember the that... name, and I don't ever want to remember the name because it was the it was one of them was movies so where it's so bad you just want it purged from your mind forever. Yeah. Yeah. And that just shows to me as a director that there's you don't have dementia you don't you, you're not able to to present black people in another way i think it's to harmful grow. to the community yeah you're not able to grow yeah you're creative as in you can come up with movie after movie after movie but you're not creative mm, but anyone can do in, that yeah but you're not creative creative enough to have different aspects to have different like you said dimensions that have different yeah. storylines because let's be real one story one common storyline that you see over and over and over again is the you mm-hmm. know angry black woman the aggressive black woman the yeah. loud black Which woman he does the ghetto all the black time. women 
the overweight black women who's yeah. alone and nobody wants her. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ah, uh, exactly. Like it's boring at this point. It's really and boring. he regurgitates. It's very boring. Mm-hmm. Like and he regurgitates the same message over and over again. And I just think that he's as a director, he's rich. I think he's. I don't know if he's a millionaire. Well, millionaire. He's a very rich man. He's a billionaire. Yeah, and okay, hmm, billionaire. And he's. I think about how he got to that. He he's become a billionaire over regurgitating harmful stereotypes of the black community and playing into the white man's. Yeah, playing into the white man's pocket. Um, re encourage. I mean, like re encouraging negative stereotypes. And his films, I just find them so harmful. Um, but that's why I chose SSLR Forza. But hey, <laughs> that's why I chose us to watch it because people need to wake up and smell the coffee. Because, um, you know, if the fact that there's no, there's no like dimension given to the black community when it comes to film, well, if there is, that's the, the minority. It's not the majority. His films are the majority, mm. the main the, the main image we see when it comes to the black community. And this is what white I know people what's funny as well. You know what's mm. funny as well? When it was Black History Month, you know, uh, a Black History Month inspired movie, and then they'll just show Tyler Perry's movie as if, you know, that's a good representation of black history. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. the, I think people don't understand how, think about it this way. Think about foreign countries where there's no black people anywhere. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Korea, for example. Not South Korea. South Korea, especially in Seoul, you know, I don't know if there's loads of black people, but it's not as common. And especially in the deeper parts of Korea where there ain't no black people anywhere. Yeah. Where do they see black people? Mm-hmm. On TV, in movies, TV shows, you know, adverts. And when mm-hmm. over and over and over again they see the same aggressive black women, what do you think they're gonna think when they see a black woman for the first time? Mm-hmm. Oh, she must be dangerous. Yeah. She must be aggressive. Same with a black man when they see the aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, drug dealing gangster black man. When they see a black man, what are they gonna think <laughs> when they see him? I mean, at that point, it's not even their fault. Yeah, because we're giving it to them, and it's like, yeah, sure, it's bad enough, you know, yeah. white people do it. But when we do it, it's like, come on. Exactly. It's like self-inflicting. Come on. <laughs> You're playing into their hands. Ourselves. And then we complain when yeah. when um, yeah. people have, you know, stereotypes already in their heads about us. And meanwhile, we're not, we're not a lot of uh, people like Tyler Perry, who is a humongous you know, asset to the black community. He, he could be a humongous mm-hmm. asset, but he plays against us. And we complain when people mm-hmm. have you know stereotypes about us. When it's like, in a way, is it we're fault? responsible for taking charge of that narrative, you know. Um, and when we are given that like responsibility, that platform, um, the way we use it, like he could have used his platform in so many other ways. Um, he's a billionaire, like you said. I didn't know there was a billionaire. I thought it was a millionaire, but he's a for my guy to be a billionaire and still keep doing these kind like reproducing these kind even of has films the largest, even has the largest production company in the world bigger than Walt Disney bigger than you know Marvel he has the biggest production company you know where they make the movies and stuff the biggest in the world and still <clears throat> it's used to produce this hmm. ah, 
But anyways, anyway, um, off that, let's let's get into the couple. So this episode, we're going to look at um, Patricia and Gavin and Angela let's, and Marcus. Let's start with so, Patricia uh, and Gavin. In it. Yeah, let's. So Patricia and Gavin. So we see Patricia first. She's the first character that's introduced, and she's at university. Um, talking about um her book and also talking about the essentially the plot of the film and so she says and that the question the students are asking her questions about it and she she is responsible for like introducing the different characters her different friends that she introduced i mean that are in the film basically and one thing that when she's talking about how they go on a retreat to talk about their emotions and feelings one thing she says is that we force our spouses. I, I did you repeat the word force? Like, it, we force our spouses to talk about their emotions and other conversations. And I was like, I was like, force. Why should it? Why should you have to force some your spouse to talk like- about about serious things in your relationship? Why is it? And also, again, one of the students say that that has to be specifically hard, especially for the men. I was like, huh? <laughs> and everyone started laughing. And it's this the kind of idea that, you know, men don't speak about emotions or serious things in the relationship that you have to force men in order to have conversations. Those serious conversations that you should be having in a relationship, you have to force men to do that. You have to get them on a retreat once a year so you can talk about your emotions. Um, and once it's specifically hard for them. Nana, you already know me. I'm I'm not the type that can beg you to tell me anything. I'm asking you once because I'm married to you. I'm asking you twice, but after mm. that, I'm gonna assume you're right, and I'm gonna move on with my life. And if you're not moving mm. on with me, I will leave you behind. And that's that on that. I'm just well, you're married. I'm not, still. I'm not the type that can beg someone leave to leave them behind. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not the type mm. that can beg you. Please tell me you're no. If you don't tell me after several <laughs> times, then you don't want to tell me. You shouldn't have to, and you shouldn't have to beg and force someone to talk about that. And I, I just, I, I just, Look, I'm not a fan of back, the fact that. Looking back, yeah, after mm. what you know, you reminded me of what she just said. I definitely think it's a lie because it seems like it's the women that, or well, apart from Angela, is the women that kind of hold in, you know, the things that they should be saying, you know. So it's kind of interesting that she said that in the beginning. And then is that the outcome, though? Hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the first, she introduces... Um, actually, doesn't. let's not talk about who she introduces first, but let's talk about, I guess, her relationship with Gavin. Because Gavin's there at the university. And then I think at the end, they ask them, oh, how's your relationship? And she's silent. And what I've noticed with Patricia is Patricia and Gavin, they're very high and mighty almost in that we have the perfect marriage and we give the advice on all our friends on how to have the best marriage because our marriage is so perfect. And I've written a book, I've written a book about how to give, you know, how to be better in in, in a marriage and therefore I have the best marriage. But there, I don't know. She, was, what she was my least favourite character. It, I just mm. She just wasn't likeable to me. <laughs> Even though she was played by who was she played by again? Janet Jackson. And Janet I Jackson. like Janet Jackson. I liked her in Waiting to Excel. Is it Waiting to Excel? No, no, no. In um no, Poet Justice. Poet, Poet Justice. She's in Poet Justice. Yeah, yeah. I liked her in that. But it's just in this she was just so unlikable to me. I I think Nana Nana liked her maybe. I don't know. She was so high and mighty. 
about her marriage. And it's like, you're over here talking about, guys, we have to do this. We have to do that. Meanwhile, <laughs> have you taken the log out your own eyes? Your darling? own marriage. Please, it's true. Before you point the speck in my own eye. <laughs> I didn't like her, but I was saying to oh, Esther, yeah. because it's, it's Janet Jackson, I was oh, like, I, I, I was like, oh, it's Janet. It's, it's Janet. But yeah, Esther's right. She was very hypocritical. Um, I don't know. I, I think, why I'm do you think that is, she was so quick? Yeah. Why do you think she was so quick to point out her, her friends and the faults in their marriage rather than looking within at her own marriage? I think it's definitely a distraction. She, mm-hmm. you know, she lost her child um, in, in a car accident that was kind of her fault. I didn't really go into detail as to how it happened. I wish they did. I wish they, you know, even like recreated the scene, you know, to show us what really I happened. Mean, she, she, when they were, when they were, we'll go on to that later, but when they were arguing, she did say that um, she, she was off to work and she was rushing and she didn't, she strapped him, but she didn't secure him. I think with the car baby seats, there's like there's different two, yeah. steps to, yeah. yeah. You have to secure so, the seat, the, the baby seat to the car and then the baby mm-hmm. to the seat. Yeah. And so she said that it was raining and she slipped um, and died. But yeah, I definitely think it's her distraction because, you know, essentially she killed her child. And it's it's deep to say like that, but she did. Mm. Uh, Her carelessness cost her the life of her child. And I think her focusing on this, you know, perfect relationship, perfect book, perfect career, you know, and instead of focusing on, you know, the in-house, the things that's going on in her house, you know, she doesn't want to deal with that pain. She doesn't want to, you know, confront, I guess, the reality that, She's a murderer. I mean, okay, I'm saying a bit harsh, but you know, I'm saying it like that because I'm trying to put myself in her position. If I was, if I, God forbid, was ever in her position, in my mind, I am a murderer. I killed my baby. I am the worst murderer that can ever walk this Mm -hmm. earth. And I would not want that be, that's a painful thing to confront. So she's, you know, Mm. focusing on writing her book focusing on oh she even said what did she call herself she called herself miss perfect remember that um is it yeah miss perfect perfect she kept calling herself but she was almost when she was Mm. i think she was focusing on that label but it's all it's all an act yeah i think she was focusing on that label because she wasn't miss perfect when she didn't strap her child in the car she wasn't miss perfect when she ended up you know killing her her baby she wasn't miss perfect then and that when she wasn't miss perfect that happened and so by Mm -hmm. not by being miss perfect she has more control by not confronting her own emotions and focusing on her marriage and over the fact over dealing with the pain of her child you know she's miss perfect focusing on fixing everyone else's relationship but her own she's miss perfect because she's i think Mm -hmm. definitely the sense of this is control she wants to control because she didn't have control Mm -hmm. when what happened to her child happened yeah that's really true i think that um with her as well um i i, I think that this the, sh- the movie didn't develop that well <laughs> it didn't develop that well enough because it's yeah. it spent so much time on the other things 
that at the end it was like okay now we find out about this it was you know they spent so much time on the other couples that they spent so much time on the other couples that when it came to her and gavin um to be honest i've watched other movies so i know it gets wild in that one but when it came to to her the second one um when it came to her and gavin's relationship it was kind of like sideline in comparison to the rest of the the rest of them um and so it was like when they had that discussion at the end i was just like what they didn't spend i mean tyler perry as the director didn't spend enough time (laughs) developing (laughs) didn't spend enough time developing that um their 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 characters i think what do you think yeah i definitely agree it didn't give the the viewers enough to connect to their pain to feel the pain that they are going through of course we can yeah. em- we can emphasize you know like oh my god they lost a child that's sad but i feel like real craft comes when when you see you feel the pain. character crying and you're crying too yeah real craft comes when yeah. you from the from your from the depths of your heart your heart is breaking as their heart is breaking but because there wasn't enough mm. information they kind of like left it you know, they left it to your own interpretation for a long time at, at the start until like halfway, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And then we found out that, you know... I started, it wasn't even halfway, it was like, it was basically, basically the end of the, end. the movie. You yeah. Know? And then we found yeah. out like their baby died and then like she just avoided the conversation for like ages until her husband had to throw some meat to, <laughs> to get her to like pay attention. And mm-hmm. I was thinking like he really failed in... This could have been a moment when, you know, you know that could have touched you know i don't know it, one it could have it could have been a moment for janet jackson as an actor to exercise her emotional you know capacity and as a you know director to yeah. really show the depth the depth of how he can really make us feel you know what they're feeling but i think there was just not mm. enough you know yeah. and i think that's why because she wasn't already mm-hmm. like all to me uh, i just thought she was just a bit mm. I didn't like how it was just when she was crying. It was kind of like yeah, I was. I did. I I think because she's emotionally avoidant, and I'm. I can be emotionally avoidant, avoidant too, and so I don't like that. I don't like it when I see people doing that because it's something I do, and I don't. You know, I don't like it about myself. So why would I like it about anyone else? You know, so it was hard for me to you know be able to overlook that, even though I understood the pain. I couldn't overlook the emotional avoidance. Mm. and i think that because he spent so much time on bringing out the wildness of each each and other each and every other sorry characters marriage like the kind of things we'll we'll speak about later but the kind of things that were you know that they kept secrets from each other it was like there was so much that there wasn't enough development and i know obviously these things happen in real life the kind of things that they're talking about Mm. but in terms of the scale that the scale of it, I don't know. I don't think it's realistic. What about you? In terms of the madness that we saw, all like in that whole film, you know the bit when they're at the table. I think. Like, I well, think you kept table. this secret. Well, you kept this secret. Well, you kept this big secret, and they're not small secrets. They no are huge ones. secrets. I think. And I think the reason yeah. why was I think he made a mistake of having everything revealed in one once you know, one setting. I think that you yeah. know. Um, was it what's the name again? Perry what's her name? Tyler Perry. Not Tyler Perry, oh, um Diane. The woman who lost the couple who lost a child. 
Patricia yeah. and Gabby. Yeah, I think you remember when um they were sitting down, Tyler and you know her husband were sitting down. And they were like after they just came to the cabin, and they were talking about oh mm-hmm. the, oh you said you're gonna have this many kids by the time the and then Tyler Tyler's like oh but you said you're gonna have this. oh oh I'm so sorry man. I'm so I'm, oh I'm so sorry. When I saw that, I was, was kind of like confused because I was like, "What are you sorry about? Like, what's that? What's going on?" I feel like that would have been a perfect mm. situation to bring up the fact that they lost to talk child. about it. Yeah, because that was definitely a moment. But he wanted to make it a big reveal that everything yeah. comes out at the table. Yeah, because it, it it did not give the viewers enough time to digest what we just saw because if they brought that out in the beginning then it would have been like ah okay that makes sense and it would have it would have allowed us more mm-hmm. the opportunity to see their vulnerability to understand why she's being where she's been you know instead of just you know bringing everything at the end and then it's just it just doesn't feel like a like a good climax i don't know it just felt like it wasn't yeah, i think it's just timing was definitely wrong. It, felt, it felt like for comic for comic factor and for yeah. that big like it yeah, it just felt for that um I guess big finale thing that everyone talks about after that kind of explosive as as black as the black community were explosive and everything just comes out all at once. And it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it should have come out like that because that was too painful a memory to exploit in that way. Um, yeah, yeah. I I just I don't think it should have come out like that. As a friend, mm-hmm. you don't you don't air out well we'll talk about Mike later because he's not a friend we established that that guy's not a friend um (laughs) but yeah let's talk about you know um where we paused it and we looked at all the couples um and we analyzed like the body language let's talk about Patricia and Gavin during that point because there was this specific image where we saw all the couples and well Mike and his trifling self with <laughs> Trina, um, but we'll, don't worry. We'll talk about Michael in part two. So stage Mike, Michael, Mike. We'll talk about him in part two. So stay tuned Michael for that. To me, Michael. I don't do the yeah. <laughs> like we'll, we'll talk about him later. But um, with um, Patricia and Gavin, they were the only couple, I guess, that were close in proximity. Um, not to say that they had the best relationship. Just sitting on the, on the what do you call it? The ledge of like this sofa, yeah, and he was sitting down, whereas the rest were separated. The rest of the couples were separated, apart from Mike and Trina. But we move, um, yeah. I think that shows their closeness. Very loved up. Yeah, they're very loved up on the sofa. I think to me, it kind of showed that you know they, in a way, they, they kind of clung to each other a little bit. Like, mm. she was kind of, like, definitely, like, you know, hugging on him. And he was definitely had his arm around her. I think kind of showed that after the, the, the child's death, they kind of clung True to the relationship. Uh, because let's be yeah. real, like, the death of a child, it's not something that's easy to overcome, you know. I've, I've heard mm-hmm. of you know, relationships breaking down as in, you know, I, even if they don't divorce, they just don't love each other anymore because they blame each other you know because of the death of their child it's a hard thing to overcome and you could definitely see that in that moment they definitely you know relied on each other and clung to each other for support um maybe not emotional Mm -hmm. support for sure because she definitely avoided that but i think definitely physical support of you being there Mm -hmm. for me you be my husband you being my wife 
because I think that's <laughs> those titles are definitely very important for you know, all these people in general. But yeah. Mm. So yeah, she like Patricia through the whole well towards the end, we'll, and we'll talk about it now that she avoided um speaking about the pain of of her losing her son, and after the whole big big blow up at the table, and they go home. Um, Patricia's <laughs> Patricia's there um at the table cooking, and Gavin wants to talk about their child because one thing that Michael reveals at the the table is that um Gavin blamed her for the death of their child. He went to one of the men and was like, "Oh, how could she be so stupid to not you know secure the seat?" And then that was revealed at the table, and because of that that kind of caused friction between them and so when they're talking at the which while Patricia's cooking he's like oh talk to me talk to me and yeah as to say that she yeah she's emotionally avoided she's avoiding it and that's when you see we kind of see like a blow up like Gavin like grabs the food in her hand because she's cooking and like slams it down and shouts and I was saying I was saying to Esther that for me that's it that's it <laughs> I'm moving that's out it. I'm moving that's out it. you can't who Esther the hell are you Esther prepare a bed for me mm-hmm. I am coming to get yours because on the sofa just, it, it just seems so out of character it and was, that I'll say that that when you keep things in it starts to bubble and power and that doesn't just come that outburst doesn't come from nowhere it comes from years of not saying it like anything and just explosive just like that I think I think it looked even more explosive because we just didn't see it coming. Because yeah. I think that would be the fault of the director again. Uh, um, I'm really coming for you today, Tyler. But yeah. <laughs> I have to. I have to. Hope you fi- we hope you fix up, honestly. You, uh, Mr. Tyler. Are we sending Tyler. shots? Listen, we're sending shots. If you want to transfer <laughs> the funds, Uncle Tyler, I'm not going to say no. Look yeah, at your head. No, we have to hold him accountable. Are you God sure is watching you, Tyler. Okay, 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 okay. He's right, watching. Fine, 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 fine. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, I'm not a director and I have no experience with the film or, or, me, or media at all. But mm. I, I just see it as like, from watching movies, you know, you know when there's a build-up, you know, they allude to it. Mm-hmm. You know, they show they show moments when like his face is just you know tense from when she walks away or moments when he's just like shaking you know or moments when he's just taking a deep breath you know like mm-hmm. stuff like that I feel like if they did that throughout the film every time she'd you know be emotionally avoidant then the outburst would have been like ah oh, sis do you not see his hand shaking when you <laughs> nice time. Well, you know, yeah, that's actually scary because he was Gavin. Out of all the men, he was like the calm one. Although yeah. he did, he did encourage some of their behavior. Because I remember specifically well, when when Mike was like, "Oh, so you guys, you guys have been married for like ten years and you've never, you never, you've never um cheated or something like you that." You gonna ask your mother? Um, she's cheating on your father. <laughs> You never cheated, and he was like, and he's like, you don't think about it, and he was like, of course you think about it. We're men, and I that oh, <sighs> that excuse was stupid because if I said that, of course I think about cheating on my husband. I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah, think well, about that way. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just kind of shows the fragility of men. Um, mm. They don't like it because of the power dynamics in society. Cheating is kind of like 
you know how it is boys boys will be boys yeah crap that they try to excuse so it's kind of like in their lane of something to be expected to the point where there's women out there who genuinely do not believe women can and men can be faithful and so if women was to even do half of the things that men did let's be real Mm. we don't don't get there'll be no life (laughs) it'll kill us all I do not believe they'd allow us to live. Personally. <laughs> it's so true. Um, but yeah, like Gavin does, he does, you know, I mean, he says, oh, you have to, like, he, in some ways, tells the men that they need to be better, but, you know, oh, not consistent. No. It's not consistent. That, yeah. That that telling the guys to be better was BS. It was all, mm. I could just smell the cow manure from all the way through my screen when he was opening his mouth to talk because it just mm. reminded me of that saying birds of a feather flock together and flock it's together. really true guys like to use that term for women as if we can't use that term for you like just because it, it, just, it yeah. just made me feel like just because of how one he there's not there's not much disapproval in the fact that you know your friends two two of your friends two out of your three friends is telling you they're cheating on their wives and you're not checking them for it. I mean, mm. if Nana ever tried that, she couldn't. She already knows I'm not gonna be yeah. like, "Oh, come on." I mean, maybe later on I'll oh. ask her how was it, but doesn't mean I'm I'm gonna be like, oh. "I'll be I'll be like Esther. I'm giving you I'm giving you this many days. If yeah, you don't tell I him, give, I will. If I find out, yeah. okay, you need to tell them a week from now. And if you don't, I'm gonna beat your mm. ass. That's if you saying. don't. Exactly, and best believe I'll tell them. That's that's like it's vice versa. And I'm really yes, I will. As your sister, I have to do that for you. I have to beat you up. So you said really, as in you wouldn't tell, you wouldn't tell him. I can't do that in your place. I would expect you to tell him, huh? You tell him. I'll give you this time, but I can't tell him. That's a betrayal. (laughs) That's not my place. I will tell you, no, no, you have until no, here. But, but I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I know I'll and do And then it. if I don't Actually, mean that deadline, you know you're beating me up. Let me tell you what, yeah, I will. Yeah. I have to bang you up. You know what, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, you know what, now that you, I've told you that I'm not going to tell him, if this happens in the future, I don't want you to feel like I don't have the guts and I will. And if I give you a week and you still don't do it, I will. No, Esther, I, Jenny, if it happens to you, I would tell him. Cause oh, think about it, yeah. Please, of course, please, my loyalties are with you. I need a chance. But I warned you, no. But I warned you that I was going to tell him if you didn't tell me. Even if, even if you give me two weeks, let me do it. Yes, give me time. I need time to breathe. Time to breathe. I'll only tell him, please. I'd only, I'd only tell him if you don't meet the deadline, yeah? No, but see it this no, way. No, no, In order for him to come, become your husband, yeah? No. I have to, like, you know, I have to know him. So he's become, he's become oh, essentially God. like a brother. Yeah. He's become essentially like a brother. And, you know, I've given you, I've given you the deadline, Nesta. No. I'm giving you two weeks to tell him. Otherwise, I will tell him. Yeah. You know what and I you don't meet the two weeks. You no, know I do. I'll be like, Esther, the two weeks is up. 
and you haven't told him, I'm going to tell him. So I will tell you when I'm about to tell him. And oh hopefully during that time, I will die right there on the floor. During that time, you know, you get time to prepare to tell him before I tell him. I feel like because I can't, the reason why I can't do it is because the thought of sitting down with, a, with your future husband across from me and be like, I'm afraid to tell you this, but <laughs> Nana was sitting on a man, another man's face. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just burst out crying. Oh, I don't know how to go to him. It's too emotional for me. So you know what I do? I write a letter. It's too emotional. No. Yes. I'm like, this is Esther. Unfortunately, I found <laughs> you're gonna out text that you're going to you're gonna text him. She is a dirty hoe and she's been cheating on you <laughs> for two weeks. And I'll, t- I'll read the letter to you and I'll tell you, Nana, I'm going to send this on delayed um, postage, <laughs> Royal Mail. And it's going to get wow. to his office, in his workplace. I never knew. I never knew you were a halot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to put Keep that being in. the bad girl you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that. And I'm going to send it to his workplace, not his home address, because you might steal it. So I'll send it to his workplace and so that you have in that time frame to tell him. So it doesn't force me to t- do anything. No, but what in this letter, you already told him. Because I can't I can't tell him to his face. It's too much stress. It's too I much can't. stress. No, but listen, he'll be crying and I'll be crying too. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, I did not know that she was cheating. <laughs> Liar. Now lie. <laughs> you did not know. Why because I told you. Why are you guys mad at me? I don't want to be the, the brunt of him. No, it's just, no, sorry, please. Oh, I did not know. <laughs> Shouting at me. What did I do? Oh, God, please. I fought with my brother. Please, don't block me. Not again. Not another one blocking me. <laughs> I can't go through that. You know, I barely have relationships ah. with people. So if, to have one just destroyed because of you, of your cheating. <laughs> Because yeah, that would be my responsibility, though. Like you know, so that it's I would me. I think I don't I'll be mad at you. I don't have it in me to, to deliver that type of news to someone who's not. No, I can do it. I can do it. If he was my man and I did cheat, I can do it, but it'd be hard. But I can't deliver the news for you. I'm, I'm not that type of person. I can't do that. It's too hard. I can go to the woman if, like, I saw like a friend's boyfriend. I could. I saw your. I saw your bobo. He was buying. <laughs> It was buying shoe for this girl. I, I wow. even took that. Come on, see. I, I can do that one, but this is no, too personal. No. <laughs> I have gotten the evidence. I've gotten I have gotten the evidence. I have gotten the evidence. I can do that. Well, I can't. I feel like it's different because it's you. And that would be your husband someone you're in love with so it's harder it's well, harder i wasn't I, I was in love with him enough to cheat on him like at one point you that were at one point you were in love with him and because you were in love with him mm. i had to fall in love with him too as a brother so now mm. i love him as a brother so it's hard i see it as you telling him like you know for me for for it to get to a point where my best friend is telling my band that I hey! Yeah. You can't ever do that to me, Nana. You need to fix, step up, and go and do it. Yes, I, yes, I expect you to. I expect you to tell him. Oh, but for it to get to that, before yeah. I tell you that I know, Look, as in, 
no, no, no. If if you, I'm saying the deadline now. Yeah. If you say no, no, I'm giving you till this time, and if you don't, then I'm gonna tell him. Yeah. I told I you I'll do a letter. No, no, I, I, I don't know if I can. Because how I'm thinking about it is, yeah, your ex, if you ever did that with your ex, I don't know if I would have been able to say it to his face. And the thing, I only thing I can do is write no, a letter. This is your ex. This is your boyfriend, girlfriend. This is husband. I'm. That's how I'm, I'm thinking about it as, I'm thinking about it as, I love this person. I love this person for you. I, you just have to ruin it. And no, I, no, no, I can't. I'm telling you what I do, and that's what I would do. I can't say it to his face. I have to write a letter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can write the letter and deliver it by hand and give it to him. He's like, please read this when I'm gone. Okay. <laughs> please call do I call you that's how I'm with the boss. Okay. Bye. Oh. Take care. <laughs> don't read this in public. I don't want to cry. Don't I'll pray. I'll pray my way. I'll be praying. Where? I'll see you, brother. Oh. I'll do that. Well, I can't stay I can't. strong. Yeah, stay yeah. strong, brother. The Lord is with you, and He will deal with her. Don't worry. He will deal with her. She'll be dealt with, and even me too. I will deal with her. And you be thinking, what's going on? Don't worry. Just do read it when I'm on a bus. Okay, don't do it while I'm here. I'll see you later. Maybe I'm saying all of this in hindsight because it's true. Like. Cause if I if I say it to him, I have to stay for the reaction almost. What? Um, you gotta stay for reaction. Oh my god! What if I you didn't, just start crying? I can't, just, oh. I can't stay and just ah, dip. Like. I'm crying. We're crying together. Ah! <laughs> Who's gonna come for us? <laughs> and you just come home. You see him crying, and I'm there. Like we're both crying. Hmm. Ah, how can she do this to us? I don't know. How can she do this? To us? Yes, to us! <laughs> Put me through this emotional burden. I am, I am, I'll be an emotional wreck. Just crying. Just stressed. All stressed out. Oh, God. And the thing is, yeah, I wouldn't, I would never ever, if you gave me a deadline, I would meet that deadline. Only because I don't like, I don't like uh, how you are when you're when you have expectations of me. Um, it's a bit scary. I don't like to disappoint, oh. so I have to keep <laughs> up with it. <laughs> so it's scary. You so you're waiting for me to get tested? No, I, I said I would scary. meet the deadline. Did I not? I said I would meet the deadline because you're oh, scary. You said, I you said you when you have expectations, oh. <laughs> so I will meet it. I will never ever force you to do something like that because I know. <laughs> I know looking in your eyes right now, I know that you would you will not hesitate to throw me under the bus. I just be calling you. Have you called have you told him yet? Oh my god. Has have you told him? I won't even pick up your calls. Have you told him? Over that time. time. I won't pick up your calls. I won't (laughs) have you told him yet? I'll I'll put your phone your your number on silence. I'll start coming to your house. Have you told him yet? (laughs) I don't know her. Police, there's someone knocking on my door. They've been knocking, camping out there for three days. <laughs> please. <laughs> please, and if, please. if we have children, if we have oh. children, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that will never I'll happen. I'll find a way to communicate. I, I, that will never happen. I will never cheat on a person I have kids with. Honestly. All, all of this if is... I don't, I'm more likely to do it if I do it. 
I'm more likely to do it if I don't have kids. That sounds if bad. You don't have kids. If I didn't have kids, I'm more likely to do it because if I had kids, I'm not, yeah, I know you think about them. That's just mm. how it is. But yeah, anyways. I just, I just, I think there's so many steps before cheating yeah. that I don't think I'd, I'd ever get there. You know, I mean, like, there's so many steps before that. But yeah, I, I won't lie though. I've, I've been in the mindset where like I wanted to cheat on a person. Um, but to me, that was my body's, well, that was my mind's, my mind and my body's way of telling me I need to get out of this relationship because I was just so unhappy and I was always worried, mm. always stressed out, thinking about this relationship. And I think that was the only way about my, because I felt trapped in a way because, you know, I wasn't being heard. Mm. And so because I wasn't being heard, you know, I, nothing was being sorted out. I wasn't really essentially given a breakup. I wasn't given the opportunity to be able to end anything because I wasn't, I was being dismissed. So I felt trapped. And because I felt trapped, mm. I wanted to see. And that was my only escape. As so I, I understand <laughs> the feeling, but I didn't give in to it because it wasn't the right thing mm. to do. I, I would never want to hurt a person like that because mm. it, it didn't make sense. Obviously, I had opportunities mm. and I could have, you know, went there, but I just didn't want to do that. Even though I was thinking about it and it was plaguing my mind all the time actually i was constantly thinking about cheating on him but i didn't do that because that's not the person i want to be but yeah i i think mm. the, it's a choice because there's definitely more than one step you know cheating. you don't just one day just slip and fall and you just yeah what's it called um how did we even get to this <laughs> yeah i don't know we're talking about, um, talking about oh yes birds of a feather flock together flock together yeah, yeah. Especially, even though these um you know even though he's not cheating on his wife, I think his mindset, I don't know, it just it just feels dirty to me. You know, I can't, it just feels like he's tainted because his friends are over here cheating and he's just in a way not condoning it. I mean, he's not in a way not, you know, uncon. was it uncondoning? Uncondoning, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's what not, um, he's not, he's not, he's not saying this is absolutely wrong. You stop it right now or else I'm going to tell them. He's not, yeah, you know, he's not doing that. So it, he's, to me, he's tainted. He's tainted as one of them, you know, bad boys that. I think because of this, this boy girl code. And I think oh. sometimes that, that is just, it's, 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 it's silly. That boy girl code, it is, it, it can be very silly sometimes. I feel like, I feel like some of the girl code, like you can't date my ex. That's a reasonable mm. girl code. You know, 100%. That's saying, but. A, a girl code where it's yeah, I keep your secrets. Yes, that's also reasonable. But if it's you did something wrong that you know is wrong that has consequences, you know, and it and there's another party involved, then I'm gonna be like, okay, and it's even know. life life threatening. Yeah, she can. Someone can get disease from this. Someone did get disease from this. Yeah, it's then yeah, it's like someone okay, did get disease. Right, you need to do the right thing. <laughs> you, the right thing. you have to like. It, it would yeah. be wrong as a friend to be like, "Oh, we cheated," oh. and only ask how oh, it was, and oh, not be wow. like, "You need to fix up, and you need to go do yeah. something, you know, fix, you know, do something to make it better." Yeah. It'd be wrong with me as a friend to do Are that. You not embarrassed? It's just a bit weird to me. And I think like guy code is almost but, like, um, you know, don't tell me too much to make me upset about my own decisions. That's guy code. It's just kind of like you mm. know, fist bump me and head but you know, do the head nod thing. And you know, to ask me about my life, but don't really in, intrude too much. Yeah, I think um, with yeah, life threatening things like if 
one of my friends said, oh, I said with this guy and I gave him STD and they're not going <laughs> to, let's just say this is hypothetical and they, they're not willing to tell him that he has, like that, that's something I, I, I feel like with that, no, no, I would have to tell him. Like I wouldn't do yeah. the letter. I would, I'll be like, you need to call yeah, him right absolutely. now. Call him by. Absolutely. You, have you need to go get yourself minutes. tested right now. You 30 yeah. minutes to call him. And if you don't, I'm going to call him in half an hour. I would yeah. do that. I feel like that's different. But with a whole, you just mm. someone or something. They're like, okay, here's a letter. And do face to face, please. But if it's disease, <laughs> you're even diseasing out here. You're diseasing people. <laughs> you need to be punished. <laughs> oh, yeah, Marcos, you see this one? She's a hoe and a hoe and a halot. <laughs> you need to go to the clinic. Halot. Please. I beg you, brother. I don't want you dead. <laughs> Well, it seems like she wants you dead because she has a disease. Oh, gosh. Me, I feel like that, <laughs> that should be like murder. I'm pretty mm. sure it's illegal to, you know, sleep with someone without telling them you have an STD. Yeah, STD. I think it is. It is. I think it, it is. Get, um, I don't know if you can get jail time, but I know you can You can get in big trouble in, a, uh, in some places for giving someone um, herpes without, you know, telling them first. Mm. Yeah, I think um, let's talk about the end for Patricia and Gavin. After that argument, they didn't swore anything out, and that's like most of the couples. They didn't resolve anything. What they did was, like, like they just did this like long hug. Hug they hugged and she cried, cried in his arms, and that was it. He cried to you, had like one tea, and I was just like, okay, anywho, okay, yeah. And I it mean, wasn't like, okay, babe, up that me that you threw on the floor. Nah, mm. damn. It's not like okay, we need to go to counseling. Couples oh, yeah. counseling couples therapy to deal with this because we have unresolved issues here together let's consciously make an effort yeah, yeah to to do rather at the end of the film it was um what's her name patricia she got an award for her book um the first black woman to get an award for something something and that was basically it there wasn't for their relationship there wasn't you know a sign that they are actively making steps to be better for each other um, and to do better, it was just you know, oh, let me just cry in your arms, and we just cry about our son that's that's dead. And I think it's also revealing like the false illusion that you only need to talk about something once in order to get over it. You know, yeah, like something like this. This is your marriage at the end of the day, and this this something like this can kill your marriage. And to just yeah. talk about it once and then move on with your life as if you know, as if it doesn't. This is something that needs to be talked to death. Because this is your son. Yeah. You know, he was a person. He was real. You mm. need to talk again and again and again. How do and you again. feel about this? Oh, you don't forgive me. Okay, then, you know, how can we get to the steps where you can forgive me? That wasn't discussed mm-hmm. either. You know, it was just, she just, you know, talked about, oh, I, yeah, he was my son and I killed him. You blame me. And then that was that. And it's like, okay, but are we going to, you know, get Resolve this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sorry, like, do you think just crying in his arms one time is gonna mm-hmm. help you get over the Is pain? that gonna remove the fact that he blames you, you know? Yeah. Or he sees you at fault. Is that gonna remove the fact that you blame yourself? Let's be real. Mm. And Why the fact you that you clearly yourself? you don't forgive yourself for it. Yeah. There's no obviously she has to go through a process of forgiving herself because she's gonna use that to beat herself up. And what I don't like about Patricia is her, she's, remember how like she just wasn't she just didn't want to have any, any more kids. Is is she gonna yeah. get over that? Yeah. 
we didn't know that at the end of the movie. And with Patricia as well, we also see that when the girls are having problems with their marriage, she was like, you know, remember your training. And and it's really reeks of hypocrisy. Um, yeah, talking about, about marriage. You know? Make sure to tell your husband all the emotions. You make sure to tell your husband all these. Yeah. Don't keep yeah. it together. Don't keep it in, guys. You have to share it with your Remember husband. the training. <laughs> Madam. Madam. That log in your eye was mighty heavy. Mm. It's true. It's true. I could not stand her <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> I just think that I don't know. I don't. Would you say it's a healthy marriage? I mean, <sighs> I will say. Uh, I don't know. I will say yes and no. Yes, in a sense where he, her husband, is this determined. Is it Gavin? He's determined mm. to you know one make it work to stick it out to be there for her so that's healthy but no in a sense where she is emotionally avoidant and that's not healthy for the both of them because he wants to Mm. talk it out and she doesn't and that's not healthy for the entire Mm. relationship for the both of them but I think I don't know I don't know I think I think we all have our unhealthy I didn't see I didn't see the healthy side if it is healthy I that wasn't shown to me, and again, oh, yeah. it goes I to the direct. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say how they discuss things is not healthy. You know how she avoids things is not healthy. Like you know, a healthy relationship is sure you have your flaws where you know you're emotionally avoided or you're you're quick to anger or you're whatever, whatever you have, everyone has something. You know, uh, but as long as you can communicate with your partner and get them on the same page as as you as where your minds is at, I think that's a healthy relationship regardless. But I think they just. It, it just it just took too much to get there like who knows how many years she hasn't talked about mm. it until up to now like like is it every single time like it's going to be a fight just to have you address our son to even look at a picture of our son is it is it going to be like that yeah. every single time you know what's what's going to happen next time a tragedy happens where you know you know some somebody else dies because people die people die out here you know are you just not going to address it the the entire time again it's just mm. i think there was just no there was no skills you know implanted in the foundation of the relationship where next time this happens we are not going to repeat the same mistakes so i th- no mm. i don't think the relationship is that healthy but i will not say it's completely unhealthy not, uh, yeah either. yeah i i agree but i just if it is healthy like I said, I don't think they showed that at all. They didn't show that development of their relationship. I guess the only sweet part we saw, and even that, when they were in bed and they were like, I love you to the to the stars yeah. and, and the moon. And <laughs> when I saw that, and I was that, like, it's still couples just sitting down in bed and like, I love you but from every single star in the sky. It's not enough to count how much I love you. <laughs> And I was thinking, girl, is this how people just in their beds looking at their man saying that to them? Oh my god! I'm not a sweet, sweet talker. I can't just be sitting there. You know how many toes you have? Times that by a billion. How much I love it's you. That's not the kind of conversation. Wow. Huh? I said that's the conversations that that you guys be should be having. Well, what would be having? You're supposed to have it. You're supposed to have conversations like that. No, I know. I said it, sh- it, sh- it isn't. It isn't. People don't be oh. talking about how many toes they have. <laughs> no, I, I had to make that my own one. I can t- twist that one. But I'm just I saying. 
But um, yeah, I don't think they showed that their relationship is healthy. Rather, they showed that they're so invested in their friend's relationship that they avoid their own relationship and also that they don't communicate with each other. Um, and so I, I didn't see positive a positive yeah, side of their relationship, their relationship is very surface-based as well. Very much yeah. like, you know, let's maintain this marriage. Let's go on dates. Let's go on vacation together. Let's have sex. Let's, you know, say we love each other. But it's like those are surface. Those those are the surface parts parts of you know a relationship. What you know keeps you bonded with your you know husband, wife, mentally, physically, whatever is is the emotional connection, the emotional part. You know intimacy. They don't have emotional intimacy, and I think you know I've you know with all the intimacies, you know I think I think uh, emotional, physical, intellectual. Uh, spiritual you know i think when you remove one no matter which one it is it does kind of hinder the relationship you know and i think they're so focused on the you know physical on the in, maybe even intellectual you know uh and say spiritual and i guess the social the conversational part but not the emotional and i think the emotional is, is very important and mm. yeah um yeah you're right um Let's move on to Marcus and Angela. <laughs> wow. You're my favorite um, couple. Your favorite? For, yeah. For the banter. Just for the banter. Just for the banter. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I would not want to be like, oh, when I want to when I get a man, I wish that we're just like Angela. And no. No oh, one's no, ever going to say that. Not. I really like about this. <laughs> They were, but, they, were yeah, not, well, they were not I can't say they were healthy. I can't say they were unhealthy. But they, they were toxic, healthy. Esther. They let's were call it what it is. I Let, let's call a lot. it what it is. I laugh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but um Marcus and Angela, wow. So we, first time we see them, they're arguing in a train. Um on the way to <laughs> <She's> drinking. <laughs> She's drinking out of her flask. She's about to unleash a kind of whoop ass on wow. the gay couple behind her for talking yeah. trash about her. Yeah. Like, mm. And um, she, Angela falls into the crazy black woman stereotype, the crazy loud black woman, ghetto black woman stereotype. Um, <laughs> she you know what's embarrassing? That. Yeah. Mm. The fact that there's always one. And it's just, it's just yeah. kind of like, it, it makes Is me that think, what we are? are the writers stupid? Like, are you guys mm. dumb? No, they know what they're up. doing, Esther. They know what they're doing. But it's like, I, I feel like it's it feels really, it feels like you're, you're stupid to me because you can't come up with any anything else but this. Is this the, I mean, sure, granted, Angela was hilarious. She's the first mm. ever ghetto, loud black woman that I've ever enjoyed. Usually, mm. I don't enjoy them because they're painfully, dis, the, pain, the, the, the humour is just painfully, you know it's, mm. it's it's just too much but words of hers it was just the right amount so it was actually <laughs> funny you know so but this is the first one in a bunch that i've ever seen that's actually made me laugh though the rest of them don't ever and that one with tiffany haddish we were talking about before oh please I that movie <laughs> i was like what is this mm. is this supposed to be funny like i did not laugh once i don't kind of yeah. joke i don't like they must have been cracking jokes, but I was not cracking smiles or laughs. Mm. Anywho, yeah. 
Um, so they're arguing about his baby mom. <laughs> and me and Esther looked at each other yeah. when he said <laughs> baby mom. I'm like, Are you I do not do children that are not mine. Okay. <laughs> They're not in my mm-hmm. family. Okay. Mm-hmm. If it's not Nana's kids, my brother and sister's kids, my mom's kids, aka my brother or sister, I'm not, or cousins, I'm not doing anyone else's kids. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. And since you should have known that when you get with a man who has a child, there's going to be problems. Yeah. Um, we weren't surprised, but yeah, she was like, your baby, like she was complaining about her baby mom at the start. It's interesting mm-hmm. that they gave the loud ghetto black woman the one with the, the you know, bum. She's like, mm-hmm. the only thing she deserves is the, you know, baby daddy, mm-hmm. you know, guy who has kids. That's all ghetto black women deserve, or the loud black woman deserves. This the jobless bum. men yeah. with baby moms. Mm-hmm. The only thing they provide Work. is good people. Yeah, but so yeah, Marcus is like we said. Marcus is broke. <laughs> he works for Angela. Angela's an entrepreneur. Yeah. He's an um, employee. He's an employee. Yeah, he's not even an employee um, of the month. Hmm. He should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> Me, if and, I'm yeah, working so... for a man, I'm gonna be employee of the month. Exactly. So you can't say but... that you just gave me the job, handed me the job. <laughs> no one can say that. I will earn it. Um, Angela um is talking about complaining about her baby mom, saying how she doesn't like how she talks bad about her in front of his kids, which is understandable. Um, which is understandable, but you know, Marcus hasn't checked her, and that's what she's complaining about. And Marcus is like, "Please stop, you're embarrassing me." And then she gets louder. And she stands. Me. She stands Marcus up. Me. She's like, "You go, but you're gonna hear me. You're gonna hear what I have to say." Um. <laughs> But I think, like, why do I have to beg you to defend me? Mm. Like, it's not right that your baby mom is talking trash about your other baby mom in front of her kid. It's not right. And I think, <gasps> I don't know, it kind of, I thought I was going to say something like you. <sighs> but, yeah, I think all the all the other married couples know that Marcus and Angela are known for arguing. And so when they arrive in the house, like the retreat that everyone is in, they hear them before they see them <laughs> because they've been arguing all the way. Um, they've been arguing all the way from the train. And um, yeah, I think that when, when, when obviously the men get together, now we have Marcus reveal that um, his pee's burning. Okay. <laughs> He's a diseased mongrel. Mm. So he's not only is he a, he's jobless, or only is he a bum, he's broke, has baby mom, but he's been cheating and he's caught something. Um, I mean, obviously, we'll bring out the fact that, <laughs> we'll bring up the twist in the story. But yeah, he's still going to work for the guy. Not yet. Not yet, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but... <laughs> He speaks amongst the guys that he's like, you know, he's burning. And Terry's character, which is Tyler Perry in the movie, he doesn't even ask any questions as well. Like, he doesn't ask questions. Just and then Marcus is like, you're not going to ask questions. And it's just that kind of, that, like, the, the compa- accountability between the men is... Don't mm-hmm. ask, don't tell. No, she yeah, don't ask, don't tell. Um, And so, yeah, he's asking for medication for the fact that he's, he's burning. And he's cheated on 
Angela with his baby mom that Angela was suspicious about in the first place. And he he was trying to almost, I don't know, dim, or diminish that and like act, like she's acting crazy. Basically, um, like gaslight her. Yeah. To, to, to suspect, yeah, to suspect that they're sleeping together, which shows that she was right all along. I think that she, she knew, she must have known. Um, but I, I don't know. I think Angela has built up Marcus, and for that to hey. take place, you know, for her to Actually, build up. Actually, I him. wouldn't say she built him up. I would say she allowed him a job, mm. so he can earn money. She allowed him mm. to live in her house. Um, yeah, well, she's not him up. She's she pays for his clothes, pays yeah. for his car. car. Like she honestly, she like even though like he earns the money, it's still her money, you know. <laughs> like he goes she's, to work. She's the one in charge. Her. So everything mm-hmm. of his comes from her, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit weird the dynamic. Well, he's a bit. Well, like, I didn't like. He's not exactly like that. Like banging fist on the chest, alpha. He's just very much like she's kind of mm-hmm. the banging fist on her chest, alpha female, and he's just mm-hmm. the subject. Yes, miss. No, miss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes well, I he's just like, like about... he's not drinking, but it's still he's still very much subdued, submissive. What I didn't like about Marcus is the fact that he's like, I'm trying, and trying is not doing. You know, mm. when you're like, I'm trying, okay, but where's the results? You know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's the where's the where's the results? Because even like I was just thinking, trying can sometimes be an excuse. Like I'm trying, but are you really though? Because you've been trying for eight years, no, oh. of being eight years of not having a job, right? Oh. That was <laughs> of not working. Well, I don't know if he's worked for her for eight years, but yeah, he didn't have. And and also, if you wanna, if you want some respect, respect is earned. Mm-hmm. And he clearly he wants Angela to respect him. If he was, he was, you know, he could set up his own barber shop, you know, with his own oh. money. He can do that, you know. He can save no the money, money and, you know, either they could build together, you know, extend. But he clearly needs his own thing yeah. to feel like a man yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It would have been, like, it would have been cool if, like, he saved the money or, you know, asked her to invest in him. Seeing as he invested in her to, for her business, asked her to invest in him to open up you know his own thing on the side and he can make money together because she did mm-hmm. he did invest in her to be fair uh to help her start her business and you know if i, I think she would have been willing to do that to help him out with that and it mm-hmm. would have got her from underneath him mm-hmm. you know, he would have got her got him from underneath her you know and her from off his neck as well mm-hmm. about him not having a job <laughs> yeah because that's the thing, because he, he likes to blame her a lot, but he has his own autonomy. He can step up, you know, no one is stopping him from stepping up, you know. She can only force you so much. And that's why I didn't like is that um, there's a point in it where um, he alludes to the fact that Angela just takes sex yeah, from him. Like, she just takes it. And then just before, he contradicts himself, because just before he talks about how um, he likes the the makeup sex after they argue so it's like what do you mean what you say and say what you mean you know because you'll say one thing and then another thing is coming out respect is earned and i think if you want if you want submission from angela he has to um she has to know that she's 
yeah he needs to step up she needs to know that she feels secure enough to you know let him Lie take the ring to rely on him yeah but right now you know he's her employee and that says a lot and we can see later on in the movie when he kind of takes charge finally Ooh. like <laughs> Angela's turned all the way up like yes, she, this is, that's she's what like she's, oh my god it's a man <laughs> it's a man that's what she's oh attracted god. to um but I guess maybe that's that's no, how he that's was at the start she gives such a hard time because she's just not yeah. satisfied with what he's like she she tells him every chance she gets that she's not satisfied well he's just not mm-hmm. listening he's not listening yeah i think i don't know he's definitely very he's very submissive in mm-hmm. their relationship he just and i and i think the toxic thing of i don't think he was that like that at the start as well that's the thing you maybe know? i don't you think know, mm. but i think she's always been like that and i think no i don't think he was he was like that because Remember, he said he gave her the money, so maybe at no, the start he was the one that yeah, he was. Wasn't a bum. Yeah, he wasn't a bum from the very beginning, but I meant like submissive. Like his his personality was probably like that from mm. jump because you know, um, she's more dominant. And I think the thing about submission, the toxic thing, the toxic thing about submission, or how submission is viewed in society, is that men should just take it, and submission is not something to be taken; it's a gift. Mm. that i should give you when i feel loved and protected submission secure yes submission Mm. is like see submission like an egg yeah you don't just Mm. throw the egg at someone you have to Mm -hmm. place it into gentle careful hands in order for the egg not to break in that person's hands when the hands are rough and hard Mm -hmm. and not being careful Mm. they don't end up dropping it that's what submission is mm-hmm. and with angela she's the same thing the thing the one she she her she says over and over again <laughs> same thing to him you ain't got a job <laughs> mm. your baby mom right that's what's, mm. what does she complain about she complains about the fact that he ain't got his own job she complains about the fact that you know mm-hmm. his baby mom disrespects her what else mm. Say it. Yeah, just basically the yeah. fact that he's a bum, all these other things that Yeah, and that. it's like and he's not stepping up in either departments. He's he hasn't you know, clearly she doesn't respect you just working under her. And if and I don't think I don't know if he's like a full employee or if he's just like doing like here and there helping out, you know, with the job. And it's not like he's doing the things that she's doing. He's just like, who knows, sweeping the floors, I don't know. So like you're not stepping up in that department mm. and with your baby mum you know that's your wife at the end of the day and if someone is disrespecting your wife as a you know as my man you should defend me always forever to the day that i die mm. you have to defend me just like with our friendship no one can ever mm. disrespect nana in front of me that can never happen and no one can ever disrespect mm. me in front of nana right mm. <laughs> hello yes right okay. <laughs> no i was saying you land no no one in terms of i wouldn't let, like i can't stand by and watch someone disrespect and so it's not my nature t- for that even to to happen um you have to stand up for the people that, that you, you love that you say you claim to love um and with him he doesn't take charge in that area you can well, you know what's mad <laughs> I feel like Marcus, he's just a tank full of excuses. Excuse after excuse. Um, 
Remember when they're all sitting down? Mm. Remember when... Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. Okay, remember when they were all sitting down and, you know, Marcus was sitting down in the chair like a woman and his wife was standing behind her like a man, as if she mm. was a protector. You know, you know when guys like, you know mm. that intimidating like, position when the woman sits down comfortably and the man stands behind her intimidating, like in like an intimidating position. Mm. You know, like a position like of protection. bodyguards almost. Yeah, like that. And it's like, that's mm. how it was with them. It was like, Marcus is sitting down like the BR. He puts himself in that position. He just yeah. sat down for free. He didn't offer his He puts himself in that position. And I think because she's so used to, you know, having everything on her, because let's be real, if she falters in her, everything is on her. If she falters in her business, they all go down. If she goes bankrupt or her mm. business goes down, Marcus goes down. She has her family relying on her. She has Marcus relying her on her for a check on the work he does. Her. She has her fat yeah. her kids relying on her to feed them. Everything is on her. And you know, it must be tiring to have everything on you. And no wonder she she's on him so much, talking about you need to get a job. You like because she's relying on her. She's paying his bills. Well, he's not paying any bills. She's paying all the bills and mm. his bills. And it's just mm. You know, it's frustrating because he is like he sits so comfortably in that position, in that role of submission, and complains when mm. she doesn't give him the role of masculinity, of uh, not masculinity, sorry, of dominance when he is not stepping into that role, when he's not, you know, accepting the responsibility that comes with being the dominant, you know, partner. Mm. Yeah. Um. Let's move to the the table scene so um with them the the secret that was revealed obviously we already know that marcus he's he has a certain fear he's he's low-key not low-key he's afraid of angela understandably (laughs) so you know because she's a formidable force yes but he he's reluctant to tell her that he he stepped out on her (laughs) because you know then he's got a disease that yeah and (laughs) When Mike reveals that, you know, he stepped out. <laughs> this is a very iconic bit in the film. And she was like, you didn't get that from, from Keisha. You got that from Walter. <laughs> because I slept with Walter. I it slept so with Walter. Now. Boom. And then she said, boom. Oh, she said, while you're playing checkers, I'm playing chess. Boom. Boom. She's sitting there like, <laughs> with a smile on her face. And then Marcus just silent for a bit. And he just gets up and tries to strangle her. And I'm just like, um, did you not cheat as well? Why are you trying to strangle me? Ah. But to be fair, she didn't give him an SDI. And she knew as well. Look, why is she? <laughs> she gave him an SDI. She's like, I already have my shot. I was just waiting for you to bring it up so you can get your shot too. Oh, Lord. You need to allow my guy to walk around with an SDI. Well, she must have known oh, that he I was cheating. That's why, that's why she didn't say anything. Yeah. I wanted him to reveal, mm. you know. And she knew. Yeah. But to be hmm. fair, like, you know, even though this this relationship is a roller coaster, it's, it's a roller coaster I'm willing to to sit through. Because even though, yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. Or not mm-hmm. me, as in, like, I don't want to be in a relationship, absolutely not. But if someone else was going to be in that relationship, I would not be like, I wouldn't be like, eh. Because it's kind of like. With I, your I, popcorn. I understand. Yes, I understand the dynamic. I get it. You guys love each other, but she's not stupid enough to uh, expect, you know, 
faithfulness from him um, because she knows him. And so she's not going to give it to him in return, which is fine. Even though the husband and wife, I mean, in my eyes, they're both single. I don't see them as, you know, in relationship. Wow. But yeah, I think it's, it just kind of showed how fragile his ego is as a man. You know, he's over here thinking, you know, making mm. it as to why he cheated, basically. And then it turns around and his wife cheated on him. And it's almost a slap in the face, you know. You make hmm. all these excuses as to why you cheated. And what if she started making those same excuses? Why you? Because she's she going to have those excuses. That she definitely going to have the excuse. I wish she was mm. just like, well, you ain't got a job. You have and to receive. That would have been even more harsh. <laughs> but she could have done it. Mm. Yeah, it's true. And I think, so later on, um, what does it get to a point where, oh, yeah, they go and see the baby mom. And this is the bit where he finally, like, steps up and speaks up for her. And, you know, that, like I said, that's a little... Yeah, a little too too little too late, you know. But hey, um, but actually, no. The baby mom comes to their the hairdressers, yeah, and Angela's ready to <laughs> she's ready yeah. to square up. Um, and then they go in and collect the kids after. And he says that you know you guys need to sort yourself out for the kids. Um, and it's like putting the responsibility on the woman almost when it's you are the reason why we in this mess in the first place. You know, Nobody you're the reason. <laughs> you're the reason why we have to have this whole blended family and we should sort it so we should sort it out you know you are you have the responsibility in that and how you've not stood up for me how you've not done this um and i i think that you know that's when she well angela's clearly attracted when he steps up for her finally and then he then he walks off leaves his kids in the car with angela and walks off like he has the right to be walking off but I think it kind of goes to show that, you know, these side chicks, because even if she's a baby mom, she's a side chick because she slept with him um, as well. Mm. These side chicks don't grow wings unless the men give them the wings. And clearly mm. he's given her the wings, you know, to feel that she can disrespect Angela over and over and over and over again for who knows how many years. Because their kids, they're not like babies. They're like, you know, six, seven, eight potentially, you know. And it's like, you've allowed this woman to disrespect me for how long and this is the first time you're actually stepping up for me so i think that's just you know wrong on so many levels um because it seems like the cheating they don't really mind <laughs> they don't really mind it like the mm. cheating each other so it's like if you don't mind i don't mind i'm gonna move on from it um but i think the disrespect is something that she definitely does mind and let's be real like angela would be the first one to bring her sneakers and her vaseline if he if any, said, anything yeah. ever went down with him uh, but it's just it's disheartening mm. that her husband wouldn't do the same and it, I, to be honest like he only mm. said something out of his own frustration though it wasn't necessarily because mm. you know his wife is because let's be real his wife has been complaining like she's been complaining probably for years mm. and you know you only did it because what you felt frustrated go away mm. Yeah, it's true. And even in speaking on that, Angela is a good friend. Out of all the women, she's the be she's the better friend. Yeah. Because she's willing to stand up for her friend yeah. when, you know, 
with Sheila specifically is Sheila's and so she's willing to stand up for her friend and tell her the truth whilst other women are like oh it's not the right time it's not you know and you can see that in that I do admire that about Angela is that you know she she is the one that will ride for her friends when it comes to them being disrespected um she's not going to stand for that yeah she's not going to stand for that um when the friend is being disrespected you don't need to worry about that with Angela around um and yeah in terms of like how they resolved their their little well not little when how they resolved that their issues it wasn't really resolved all that happened is that um what's it called Patricia encouraged her to you know you know make things right and so Angela cooked for him and he thought (laughs) he thought it was poison um she cooked for him and she essentially apologized for everything and then there was nothing on in his end so the fact that she she ended up taking responsibility for everything and he was like you know i'm trying like he said and i just i didn't like the fact he had a list of what he wanted her to stop doing yeah i I don't need to to drink do this i don't want to do that i I want i want to stop drinking yeah and it's like Like, excuse me i want you to get a job <laughs> like the things that she's been complaining for the beginning is it is it was as if it never happened. Irrelevant. And, They're irrelevant, yeah. Yeah. And like I mean, yeah, he did sort out one of them, which was the disrespecting, you know, baby mum, which is great. But the other one, which is obviously she's probably stressed out about it if she's complaining so much. You know, the fact that everything is mm. on her, you know, of she wants you to, you know, step up. I don't know if that step stepping up means you know you becoming a partner and you know helping bring more money into her business or you getting out and getting your own job or starting your own business but she needs you to step up financially because everything is on her and I can't even imagine that type of pressure Mm -hmm. and the fact that it was just you know almost as if you know you do this this and that that and the remaining it was just kind of like I'm trying that you do this, and I'm trying. Because my brother was two years he I'm played trying. pro, yeah, and that's where he got the money to give her for mm. her business. And then for eight years he was jobless. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but there's no excuse to be jobless for eight years. Mm. It's two years. That's the most I can give you. Two years without finding anything. That's the most I can give you. But eight years, that's just a lifestyle now. It's your, it's it's, it's no longer an excuse. You just are jobless because you want to be jobless. Let's be real. I'm mm. sure his passion is not to, you know, work in a salon, you know, women's salon. Yeah. I'm sh- surely that's not it. Mm. I'm sure that's not his his dreams. But she just she's essentially saying here that she wants him to step up. Um, I don't think she's asking for too much. Yeah, I'm not saying Angela's perfect. I think she's low key an alcoholic. But <laughs> <laughs> apart from the alcoholism, um, it's really her her. Her way of communicating to Marcus that she needs help is through her, sure. I guess, her being loud and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and she wouldn't need to be that. She wouldn't need to, to do that or be crazy like that if she felt the support from Marcus. Of course, the cheating is something else, but even, I'm sure the cheating even started with the fact that, um, she didn't feel your support or she didn't, she didn't feel his support or, um, yeah, so that's that, and she lost attraction for him as well because of that, because he's not stepping up, and that's caused her to cheat, um, and step out, and also him not standing up for her when it comes to the baby mom. 
or also her doing that because she was like well he's probably sleeping with her so i'm gonna sleep with someone else um and i think there's a lot of problems in their marriage to be honest yeah i think it's quite upsetting how they've made angela's fatal flaw to seem so much worse than his you know her fatal flaw is her being loud and getting Mm -hmm. and i I, Mm -hmm. I don't even see that as a fatal flaw like fatal flaws to me are disrespectful you know hits below the belt um violent that's a fatal flaw but that can be Mm -hmm. changed you know stuff like that i see as fatal flaws but being loud i don't don't consider loud to be a fatal flaw if i'm loud and disrespectful is the disrespect that's fatal um but with her it's just it just seems like with black women it's just like you're ghetto, you're loud, and this is why all this happens to you. I remember that mm-hmm. that weird speech he made talking about uh, black women don't know a good thing that they have, and because yeah, of the yeah. thing, they lose it. And I was like, what good thing? I run my own business. And oh, you was it him that said that you, yes. you won? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, and I was looking at him like, what the hell did we win? <laughs> What, what did Angela a win? A grown-ass mm. man living in my house not paying rent. Is that mm. what I want? <laughs> wow. Congratulations. It's been nothing but wahala. To me. <laughs> is that what and I baby want? Ma- baby mama drama. Like. Hey, I was like, is this guy for real? Mm. And it's like his fatal flaw is just... I think, obviously, laziness is a fatal flaw. I would say, I wouldn't would say being jobless is not, I wouldn't say that's a fatal flaw. I'd say be, being lazy is in you're jobless and you're okay with that. That's laziness. That's a fatal flaw. Um, and that's something he has. You're not having a job for eight years. That's bad. Come on. Come on. Um, mm-hmm. And the cheating, obviously, and the fact that he didn't want to tell his wife that he has a disease that he could have mm-hmm. given to her, that's another fatal flaw. That's bad. I mean, to be fair, she does. She has the same one. Uh, she did the same thing. Um, but I think it's just it's un- I don't like how they're not addressing what you know his fatal flaw as much as they do in hers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. So that is that is the two couples from part one. Stay tuned for part two where we talk about um, Mike and Sheila and Terry and Diane. Thank you for listening. Make Bye. sure to follow us on socials at Picking Into It. Bye, guys. Bye.